Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're here with part two of our adulting series. But this time, we're the parents. We're going to be talking about what would happen if we had kids, what would we be like as parents, how we would deal with certain situations, and what would we be like as in-laws. But before we get started, Wanda, tell the people what you got going on. Yesterday, I saw a news article about Streamlabs OBS copying the original OBS. And for the longest time, I always thought that this was kind of suspicious. I remember seeing um, Maggie actually, like Maggie uses Streamlabs, um, Streamlabs OBS for the filming of this podcast. And I always thought it was strange. I was like, hmm, why are two things both named OBS? That's a little, that's a little weird. Um, I asked Jordan about it and he said that it was just probably open source and anyone could really kind of use it, um, whatever. But this news article actually revealed that Streamlabs has fully copied OBS without giving them any credit. Um, and this is just like that meme, like, hey, um, you're copying someone's homework, just change it up a little bit. <laughs> They really did not change it up at all. Apparently, they have a whole marketing page on their website that emulates exactly what OBS's marketing uh, looks like on their website. So they copied a lot and changed very little. Um, they're getting sued. And I thought that was kind of interesting to bring up because that's what Maggie uses. Should I stop using it out of, like, solidarity? Um, if it's too much effort, I would not, but... You know what? It's the free market. It's the con of being the first mover, as we learn in the business world. Uh, it's the pro of being the second mover. Yeah, but we also do have laws in place that prevent uh, copyright and yes. uh, stealing. So. This is also true. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Capitalism, okay? It's a doggy dog world out there, guys. Um, yeah. Get ready to have a lawyer on hand. In our case, we got Kathy in our in our pocket. <laughs> thanks, Kathy. She's gonna say no, but like, thanks, Kathy. It's for the meme. Thanks, Kathy. Anyways, over to you. What do you have? What is your update this week? I watched Parasite with my boyfriend last night. Um, also, small shout out to Kathy because um, I think I was telling Wanda yesterday. Like, I saw on Kathy's Instagram, she took a picture of. This guy and was like, hey, do you guys think this is the director of Parasite, Bong Joon-ho? And I I don't know if I spelled that right, pronounced that right, but anyways. Um, and then afterwards, like, to the next story, she was like, yes, it was him, and they got a picture with him. And this makes me mad and sad because me and Wanda were in LA for a week, and we did not see any celebrity. We were walking around, we were, we were doing our thing at all the tourist attractions, we saw Zilch. No one. Anyways, back to Parasite. It's a great movie. I even read it on Wiki, and I was still, like, very surprised. Like, I, I'm very glad I read it on Wiki. Um, yeah, very, very unique movie. Like, very original screenplay. If you were to rate Parasite and Squid Games, like, what would you give them? Um, Out of 10. Wow. Okay, Squid Game... I thought was cool. I feel like it's it's very like similar to how a lot of dystopian shows and movies are anyways, like that game show-esque thing where you win it all. Um so maybe like eight. I, I think it was like entertaining. Um and I think like Parasite, maybe like an eight point five. Like I wouldn't watch these shows again or movies again. But I think they were like really unique, like very cool. Made me sweaty. <laughs> Sweating is in like it's like so tense, and I'm like, Ugh. Oh. and I'm like gripping my nails into Nick, and I'm like, Ugh, what's gonna happen? Oh, not, so it's like a thriller. Yeah, not like hot and sweaty. Like killing doesn't <laughs> turn me on. <laughs> Just to clarify, Ooh, real ser serial killer vibes coming from you. Yeah. What is your beef or crush of the week? So I have two beefs today, um, even though not a lot of time has passed since we filmed our last episode, but you know, lots of, lots to beef about. Okay. So beef number one, um, I have a particular, 
have an interesting taste in clothes. I like, if I like something, I like to buy multiples of it and I like to keep buying things. So one of this th these things is socks. Um, I really like these light pair of gray socks from H&M. And I remember last year I had purchased a pair that was just the gray. Beautiful, wonderful gray. So I saw the same pair on the H&M website and I decided to purchase another pair. I got them. They were not the they were not the same ones as pictured on the website. So I was like, hmm, this is a this is strange. It was a multi pack of different colors of gray socks, but on the website, it's only like it's a singular light colored gray sock. So I was like, okay, this is probably like one mistake. Like it's probably a mistake with the warehouse and everything. So I emailed like customer support, and they're like, hey, like sorry that happened. Um, just return them, and we'll give you ten percent off your next purchase plus free shipping to buy like a new pair. So I was like, cool. So I returned them. I just bought a new pair now. It's the same ones. And I checked the article number and I'm like, okay, so the like they correspond to the article number that is matched on the socks that I got. But it's weird because it's different than what is displayed on the website. The website has like a singular color sock versus the ones that I get are multicolored gray socks. So I think the picture is just wrong or something is wrong with the actual like labeling of these socks because if you actually try to find these socks on the website they don't exist like you can't find them at all so it's kind of strange um in that way they also forgot a pair of pants that i had ordered which was very upsetting um the customer support person was like i see that it was included in your order at the warehouse but then it's missing when you got it <laughs> i was like yes that is what happened but also how do you know this <laughs> are you are you blaming me <laughs> That's like what it felt like. Yeah. yeah, it felt like in a very accusatory tone of like, ah, so I see it's not there once you got it. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that, is, that is what happened. That's what I'm telling you. And I was just like, like, oh, I was like, can you just reset it? And they're like, we'll give you a refund. I was like, okay. Um, That kind of sucked. So that was my beef number one. I'm still on the hunt for those socks. They told me this could be a warehouse issue um that requires escalation but their system is down right now so to email back in 24 hours i'm like can't you just flag it like why do i have to email back <laughs> i mean it's h&m they're not they're not known for their great service and quality yeah i like at least they're fast like yeah. i usually get a reply within 30 minutes so that's kind of cool hmm. um my second beef is not really a beef but more so something I've, <laughs> I've been thinking about for the last day. And my beef was with Maggie. So <laughs> we wanted to go on vacation together. So we had uh, decided to maybe go somewhere domestic just because we don't want to maybe take like PCR tests because it's expensive and it's also really stressful because you only have like a period of 36 hours, I think, that you can take it in. So a lot of times you won't get the results back in time and a lot of places like might not even like do a PCR test. Anyways, process is very stressful. So originally we had suggested Vancouver. Um, Maggie asked if it rained a lot. And I said, I don't know. Let me ask Jordan. Because Jordan lived there for throughout December for eight months. Um, and he said, yeah, there, like it rains. It's pretty heavy rain. But then it stops and it's pretty heavy rain again. So Maggie went like back and forth a few times. And then she's like, mm, you know what? Not really feeling Vancouver. So I suggested a few other places. And she's like, hmm, what would we do here? Not really feeling Montreal. I'm, I don't think we have anything to do in Banff. But she has provided no other places. And then she's like, what about New York? <laughs> okay, so my Vancouver thing is only because I saw it on Reddit where it was like the port of Vancouver collapsed um, due to heavy rain. And there's like a lot of mudslides going on in Vancouver. So they were saying like the only connection keeping Vancouver to the rest of Canada was broken. And like that's underway and stuff um and yeah just because like the heavy rain that's what i saw on reddit anyways today that's why i was like let's not go to vancouver but you didn't tell well first you didn't tell me that <laughs> that wasn't oh. what you told well me. you check out reddit <laughs> frequently so i thought you would have known <laughs> i thought I... you were on the same page here okay <laughs> I, I didn't see that and it was just more of like ah it's raining a lot it's heavy rain maybe we should no it's because of the mudslides and someone died from that but um, yes, I think that is a fair reason to not go. My main complaint is 
please suggest somewhere else for us to go. I mean, if you guys don't think the Vancouver thing is that bad, then I'm down to, to go because like Vancouver is on my bucket list for a while. That's a understandable beef. I don't know what I want either. You suggested none of it, and I shot that down very quickly. I think you what said you that as a joke. Would you, you, what do you mean, none of it? You said, so where do we want to go? Banff, none of it. And oh, I said, none of it. None of it. <laughs> none of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sorry, what do you mean, none of it? I suggested places. <laughs> That's funny. That's that's really funny. Unintentional pun and mispronunciation. What's your beef of the week this or beef or crush of the week? Oh man, I don't really have a I don't really have a beef or a crush. I guess my crush is my boyfriend. He got me this cute plushie. I'm so sorry to our listeners, but it's like this famous like TikTok plushie thing and it's like you express your mood. So like one side of the octopus is happy and then the other side is like sad or mad. And then he got this for me. He was like, I saw this and it reminded me of you. And I was like, I only have two moods. I don't tell you what my moods are. I'm, I'm pretty sure I tell you when I'm upset with you. And he was like, no, no, no. I, I'm just saying when I saw it, it just reminded me of you. It nothing more than that. Um, but I gave this man a poor hard time. But anyways, it's cute. I like it. It's great. I will have this on when I am working. In the background. <laughs> in the background. <laughs> please um, just know that I am not happy to be in this meeting right now. <laughs> I am very upset to be here. <laughs> Say something to make me happy. I think it's funny. that it, It's almost like a, I don't know, like a warning signal for him. Like, uh, however the, like, flush, the plushie is, like, folded, it means what you're feeling. So he has to, like, tread depending on what you've signaled in the plushie yes i agree he was on thin ice yesterday because me and wanda kept talking about cineplex popcorn and i kept saying to him like oh my god i'm gonna get popcorn and he was like oh aren't you going dairy free and i was like wow why way to bring that up way to be supportive of me personally i'm happy that someone had like when i'm not there to prevent you from eating dairy i'm glad someone is there to fill my shoes you don't even prevent me you just shame me a lot until i'm like fine yeah i you know you can't what is it called you can guide a horse to water but you can't make it drink from it are you calling me a horse no it's a, <laughs> it's a metaphor okay new like, beef of the week is water <laughs> anyways today's topic yes today's topic um, us having children. In general, do you want children, Wanda? I know we have discussed this many times. Oh, wait, I'm going to guess for you. You said no, but you want the option. Yeah, that is pretty much the case. Uh, I just want to see what my offspring could look like. I think that'd be cool. And I, okay, yes, I know there's like baby generators out there, but like it's not the same. So I did it for my older brother, Hugh, and his girlfriend, or I guess my sister in law um sarah and sarah is like white like brunette hugh is you know vietnamese the baby generous said their kid would be ginger um this is obviously not the case my nephews are not ginger <laughs> um so i hope that within the next five years or whenever we decide to have children the baby generators get better but if it helps i think you and jordan would make cute kids that's what um, his brother's girlfriend said. That you guys too. would have cute kids? Yeah. Okay, she, so well, I, I said it from the heart. Did she say it from the heart? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she brought it up randomly in a conversation because she was like, oh, like, um, me and Jordan's brother were talking the other day and she was like, oh, like, when are they having, are they going to have kids and stuff? Um, their kids would be so cute. And then the brother was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Jordan doesn't want kids. And then she's like, why? They'd be so cute. And then she brought it up in the conversation, like, with me, Jordan. So she brought it up. Part. Did she bring it up to try to shame you? Like, why don't you guys want kids? Well, like, not necessarily. Like, it wasn't shame. It was just more like she really wants kids. And she was like, I think your kids would be really cute. And it's like, it sucks that if you're, like, not having kids. And then she was like, I'll babysit. And I was like, all the time? <laughs> <laughs> And then she backtracked very quickly. <laughs> okay, let me guess for you. I think you want kids. I think you want kids. I think you want two kids. Um, this is true. But I think Nick said he wanted three or something. 
he jokes a lot about how many he wants. Um, he said at least two, but then one time he was joking about having like a soccer team and he was like, I think you need like seven kids. You're okay with having seven kids, right? And this was like three months into dating and I was like, uh, okay, RIP to whoever you're with. <laughs> I guess that is me. <laughs> um, but I think when we were discussing it, he said he is okay with at least two. Because he said, having one will be weird. The only child will be weird. We, we, only... we both agreed that we didn't want like an only child. Because you don't want to spend all your love and attention on one child? Well, because it's more... I think because like we both had siblings. So we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like... Like, yeah, it, it's fun. It creates like fun memories. And I think as a parent too, it'll be, it'll be interesting. What do you think you would be like as a parent? so overbearing like oh my god i am such a micromanager sometimes and i can't so like i think about my mom and i'm like you're very overbearing so i'm like maybe i'll be slightly better than her and the ter- in terms of like how helicoptery she is like i think i'd give it more freedom but then at the same time i there are certain things that i require from my children that <laughs> I'm not the, like, I'm not the, oh, just let them do what they want. Like, eventually, like, find their passions type of things. Like, I'm like that, but to an extent. Like, your passion has to make you money. And I think, like, I don't want my kids to be dumb. I don't want my kids to be ugly. I don't want my kids to be incompetent. I don't want, like, just, like, a lot of things that I don't want my kids to do. And it's, like, sometimes I'm, like, I can't even control, like... Jordan, for example, like, how am I going to go control my kids? <laughs> um, one, why do you feel the need to control Jordan? Uh, two, uh, you don't need to control your children. Uh, I don't think you're going to be able to control them. They will be controlling you. But like, why do you need to control Jordan? <laughs> drawing like an example here like i'm just saying like oh like when you want you know when you like want someone else to do something and they don't do it immediately and you're like ooh. so it's like what if i have that with like all of my kids and i'm like hey like do the dishes and they're like okay and then they don't do it immediately it's like i meant right now <laughs> yeah what about you Ugh just think about like my younger brother because like yeah that whole like wash dishes now and he's like i'll get to it but then he never does and it's like oh it drives me up the wall and he'll always say like i'm gonna do it and then if you say it again he's like well because you nag so much i'm not gonna do it and i'm like oh my god drives me nuts um i mean nick is pretty good at that but usually we don't i'll ask him to do things and i think he does it pretty quickly but also our relationship is still quite new so we will see (laughs) um (laughs) give it another year we'll see how things go (laughs) um i think i would be exactly like my mother unfortunately i think i would be like overbearing maybe not as overbearing i feel like it gets a little bit better throughout the generations because like she'll say how her strict her mom was and like how overbearing and everything and how everyone has to get married and that kind of thing um and my mom is like way more relaxed about that part but she is still like a little bit controlling and overbearing sometimes um so i think i will be a little bit better but i am also still you can't you can't break someone's micromanaging thing out of their genes you know i think i'm still gonna be like my mom how do you feel about not being the fun parent i think i would resent my partner if they were the fun parent but you know that they're going to be the fun parent because it's like i don't think i can i'm gonna meet unless we had children you would be the fun parent. <laughs> That's so funny. I think it's just... I think it's all about... I don't know. I want to say it's all about communicating because I'm like... If you think about like Claire and Phil from Modern Family, do you think they really went in communicating to each other about like disciplinary stuff? I guess it's hard because Claire was a stay-at-home parent, so she had to like go with it and phil got kind of the escape 
to work and then when he comes home he gets to be the fun parent i don't want like my, my kid will already be like probably half asian so i'm like oh if i'm the disciplinary figure then they're just kind of i'm just gonna fit into the stereotype where they're like all asians are strict like my mom they're more culturally diverse than we make them out to be kids if you're seeing this let me know how cool you are <laughs> maggie said she wanted our kids to date how fun would that be though we would be yeah. in-laws. I don't know if you want that. I don't know either, but it just sounds fun in theory. We'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll talk about our toxic toxic trait as in-laws at the nice. very end. And nice. we'll, we'll reevaluate to see if we still want to be in-laws with each other. Good point. Okay. Um, how would you deal... Well, how would you talk your kids through if they had a situation with bullies? Take them to martial arts classes. <laughs> oh my god. My parents had this whole thing where it's like, if someone hits you, you have to hit them back even harder so that they stop, like, bullying you. Yeah. that Was that your parents too? Um, not necessarily. My parents don't really talk to me about bullies. My parents talk to us about bullying a lot. Oh, we didn't, we didn't get any, I didn't get, I didn't get anything at all. I did get enrolled in Taekwondo classes, but I oh. think my mom's theory behind that was like, that way you can fight off strangers if you ever get attacked. Did you stick with it? I mean, I got to a black red belt and I didn't oh. do my black belt because it was $800. Oh my God. How old were you? I was in grade seven and grade eight. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's what you never heard about when you met me in high school. Mm-hmm. You decided to lay low, Hannah Montana style. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would definitely, like, enroll my kid in some kind of, like, martial arts, boxing type of stuff. Just to, mm. like, it's not even about using it, I think. I think it, like, having that in your arsenal just gives you the ability to know that you could maybe beat someone up. And I think that mm. is a confidence boost in itself. Mm -hmm. I hate to say this, but it's, like, if someone's, like... <laughs> okay verbally bullying you i'd be like hey let me know um and like try to like ignore them because it's like it's children right because it's like okay you can't tell the teacher because like that's not gonna do anything you, mm -hmm. you can't tell the school because that's not gonna do anything you can like retaliate but that's not gonna do much either you can like yeah. confront them um and they're just gonna make fun of you even more so <laughs> there's really no win there yeah, kids are terrible. Yeah, and I think there's really nothing you can do about it. I think, yeah, it, it kind of sucks if it's verbal abuse. Then the best thing to do is kind of, it sucks, but yeah, you have to ignore it because like telling the teacher won't do anything. Mm -hmm. um, if anything, it just gets you like the reputation of a snitch. And the other person is like where they're coming from if they're bullying you. They're coming from a place of like they're jealous of you, like they resent your like happy family. Or, like, they're going through stuff at home, too. Which is never okay still. But it's, like, they're kids. Like, they don't know how to deal with stuff. I think, like, putting it into context could be important when, like, talking about bullying and stuff. Like, oh, like, um, you like you kind of just don't know what to... What the other kid is going through kind of thing. Mm -hmm. This could come from, like, somewhere else. Uh, like, talk to me about it and tell me about, like, the things. And if it gets, like, really bad, I guess it's, like... you have to transfer schools like oh my god um i made the mistake of like telling my mom when like someone was like verbally bullying me and my mom like went and told the teacher and i was like i resented my mom so much for that because i was like oh my god now i'm like a snitch like the other person like thinks i'm a tattletale too but it did stop so win-win i just feel embarrassed but still win-win is that for you <laughs> well lose. it stopped for me like the other girl was just like i think she was just like a very jealous person mm -hmm. so yeah she's very fake a lot of people didn't like her anyway so yeah but yeah i think if i was just ignoring it too then i don't think anything would have come out of it i mean no i think like it just would have gone away and like you hold that resentment towards the other person or you give the kids, like, you tell the kid what to say. And you're like, hey, this person's just saying it because they're jealous. And then your kid will say it to the bully. 
they'll oh, no. stick with the bully for years. <laughs> <laughs> or they'll get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's see like how the kid turns out. Like if it's the scrawniest kid I've ever seen in my life, then maybe <laughs> maybe I hope they don't do that. But if it's like taller than the rest of the people in their grade, yeah. like okay, maybe we'll, we'll talk then. Wait, so you're saying if your kid was being physically bullied, you would tell your kid to fight back? Like, defense? Yes, I think I would tell my kid to, like, defend themselves. Because they're probably going to get suspended anyways, even if they don't fight back. So you might as well get some good punches in, or I don't know. You might as well just, like, protect yourself, and uh, it's better for your reputation this way. I think, yeah, defend yourself, and then immediately after that happens, you need to call me or your parent yeah. or other parent to let us yeah. know. Keep us in the loop, and then we will come defend you, and yeah. we will sue I, if we need to. Yeah, I, I think that's, like, I'm not going to be, like, a Karen about it, but, like, I will, like, support my kid if they get into a fight that wasn't, like, they caused this fight. I will be supportive of them. You can suspend them. Suspensions don't even matter anyways mm-hmm. um, in middle school, elementary school, yeah. like even high school. <laughs> Do universities even look at that? I doubt it. Yeah. Well, you're good then. Get suspended as many yeah. times as you want, as long as it doesn't impact yeah. your grades. Yes. <laughs> How would you deal with if your kid got bad grades? Believe it or not, jail. <laughs> Believe it. <laughs> um, this one's kind of, uh, it's hard because it's like I always got really bad grades as a kid, and like I would always be so scared to show my parents my grades because of it, and it would like became a very bad anxiety point for me. But at the same time, like I don't want my kids to not have good grades. Yeah, maybe like I'll just like work like uh, I don't know. It's like I say this, it's like oh, like I'll work with them on stuff on like things that they could be struggling with. Um. But, like, let's just hope I'm rich enough to get a tutor. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the whole thing, like, it's about open communication with your kid. I don't know how. It's, I don't even know how to do that with a child, with a baby. Um, I think they say to do it the exact same way as if you were talking to another adult. Hmm. That's perfect then. Yeah. Um, because I have such great communication skills with everyone in my life, right? Um, angry squid <laughs> happy squid <laughs> um yeah I, I i don't want them to have any anxiety with showing me their grades but i don't want to do the whole punish and reward thing i think they should just yeah. get good grades out of the goodness of their heart um bad grades then yeah we we make a we make a progress or a goal and i think me and my partner would work towards it with our child yeah I think it's like, if they get bad grades, out for ice cream. If they get good grades, out for ice cream. Either but way, I get, grades, I get ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I get ice cream. In this. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, if they get bad grades, it's like kind of, I guess I'll like try my best to like talk to the kids about it. It's like, are you like, is this something you're struggling with? Or do you think mm-hmm. you're not like applying yourself? Yeah. Stuff. It'll be, it'll be tricky. Cause I like, imagine it like you're working such long hour days and then you have to make dinner and then you come home and your kid is just like sucking at school and it's like oh i got another thing to worry about signed up for as a parent though i guess but i didn't ask for my kid to be stupid <laughs> well reasons why i don't want to have kids yeah they'll be they'll be tricky because like you're gonna be good and bad at like a lot of things like i was horrible at pe what was my mom gonna do <laughs> make me learn square dancing better <laughs> get you a pe tutor <laughs> this is how you play hockey okay (laughs) stop getting hit in the face by balls (laughs) duck better (laughs) excellent that's funny how would you deal with um them making friends or them being unable to make friends Ooh, this is tricky because i don't think I would ever judge my kid if they had, like, one friend. I think that's, like, perfectly okay. It's quality over quantity. Um, I would be kind of nervous if my kid had shitty friends. Um, I just know, like, my 
childhood friend. Like his, at one point he stopped hanging out with me and Sally and then he came back to us one day and we were like, oh, hey, we haven't seen you in a while. What's up? And he was like, oh, my parents don't like me hanging out with my new friends. Um, they think they're bad influences and they want me to hang around with you guys because you're a good influence. And me and Sally were like, okay, <laughs> cool. Oh, yeah, bad friends. Damn, that yeah. one's a... I guess it's like... It's, like talk, I don't know, talk to your kid at an early age. I mean, talk to them about what makes a good friend. I think, friend. okay, it's hard because like at what age do you really know what a good friend is? Because like when you're like in grade three, like eight years old, like you don't know... You're just going to be friends with whoever and it's you're going to learn through trial and error like who's a shitty person who's a good person so i don't think it's really a parent's say to be like you can be friends with this person you can be friends with this person i want to i want to say in this <laughs> i want to say in this too but i need to like i have to see all the kids in their class yeah who's a viable option for my child i think it's more of like uh do they like peer pressure you to do things that you think is like dangerous kind of stuff like not mm. like oh like i want you to um, play this game and you're like oh no this game of hockey is like too dangerous or something but more so of like are they peer pressuring you to like smoke or are they peer pressuring you to drink at in like grade five or something yeah. like it's just like things that could be bad i guess and it's like just looking out for those like there's only things that you can say like hey look out for this but you really can't stop them from doing those things anyways think about like that show working moms where the main girl, Alice, or no, the main girl, I forget her name, Redhead, Anne had a daughter, Alice, and her daughter, like, she thought her daughter was good, but her daughter was the bad influence, like, shot yeah. a gun, like, did drugs, drank and everything. So, like, I don't even know what you would do. That's, like, a worst nightmare for a mom to have. Yeah, I mean kind of moving on to the next thing what about like toxic traits and kids like what if they are the bad influence like what if they're psychopaths or sociopaths like what are you gonna do first one is jail second <laughs> one is therapy <laughs> yeah third that's one? <laughs> third one jail again <laughs> just a bunch of rehab until you get it out of your system it's always scary right like you hear those stories on reddit where it's just like one kid is just born and they are just like they have no empathy whatsoever and mm -hmm. they like try to kill the family they try to like kill like the siblings or like bully the siblings and stuff and it's just terrible and it's something that like is really hard to work out of the system yeah i don't i don't even know what i would do i think it's just it's even hard to pick up things like autism when mm -hmm. the kids are really young so i think that's kind of like the parent has to work with other adults too like teachers and stuff who and the teachers are the ones who kind of pick it up because they see the way that they i guess like collaborate with other children um so i guess like it's it's gonna be kind of hard to tell it kind of sucks that you won't be able to tell right away though like you could go like six years thinking your kid was perfect and fine until you find out your kid's actually a bully or they smoke or they smoke at the age of six. <laughs> um, disclaimer, we're not saying autism is a toxic trait. We're no. just saying like it's something to pick up on. Yeah, and you won't necessarily be able to pick up on it. Um, yeah, I think that it's a lot of things too. What would you do if your kid had a toxic trait? I don't know. This is one of the unknowns where I'm like, this is why I don't want to have children. Because like I'm so scared that my kid is going to turn out like psychotic and I can't do anything about it. And then like... I'm going to have to go through that, like, I hate my kid, but I can't hate them. And it's like, I feel like it's just going to tear me up inside. Yeah. I guess just therapy. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Here's my two-step approach. Get your kid to have playdates with other kids at a very young age. Befriend your friend's kids. See how they work together. See how they play together. Depending on there, put your kid in therapy. So you're going to use my kids as guinea pigs for your toxic trait kid who might influence my kids to do some bad stuff too. Maybe they'll do like a two for one thing for therapy. We'll get like a good rate. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> you better pay for my kid's therapy if you do that to my kids. <laughs> yeah, this will be 
This will be very tricky. Um, if anyone has toxic kids out there, let us know. What did you do? Well, like, also I've seen, like, kids throw temper tantrums. Is that a toxic thing? I think all kids just throw temper, temper tantrums. I think so. I think it's just something that you go through as a kid. Pretty toxic to me. <laughs> Anything that's not just pure happiness from the child is a toxic yeah. trait. <laughs> yes. Um, what about puberty? Okay. I don't know about you, but I never got any talk about puberty. Did you? I tried my best to avoid it. I think my mom tried to bring it up a few times, but I was like, ah, because it was just like, <laughs> she never opened that line of communication. I guess. And it was always like, I was always afraid to tell my parents anything in relation to all that stuff. So like, because I was always afraid and I was like, like, I was always feel like I was hiding things from them. Like I never talked to them about like puberty or anything like that. And like, I think you just have to open that line of communication early. It's like, oh, I won't judge you for like this, like come to me with anything. Like it's one of those, like, I don't care that you go to a party and you started drinking um like you can call me at any time i will come pick you up like i'd rather do that than like see you drinking and driving or something yeah yeah i think they'll be hard um i mean i think because like we struggled with talking having that open line of communication with our parents at an early age i maybe i think that we will be better at it because it's something that we want with our kids mm -hmm. um so fingers crossed we keep that in mind um, when we have, if we have children. Um, yeah, I don't even know how I'm going to talk about puberty, though. I think periods were just kind of, like, even awkward with my mom, too. Yeah, I think so. I felt like my mom didn't really talk to me about it. So, like, when I got my period, I was like, holy shit, like, what is this? Am I dying? And I thought something was, like, wrong with me. So I didn't tell anyone for, like, a full day. Oh my. Um, because I thought I would like just go away for some reason. And then I was like, wait a second, I think this is my period. So I talked to my mom about it and then she was like, Oh, like here's like a pad or whatever. But it was just like Yeah, like it just never felt like comfortable kind of discussing it with them. And like I feel like I'm a lot more like, I'm trying to like I think growing up I had a lot of issues talking about periods and like hearing other people talk about periods. I felt like it was very faux pas, but like now I'm trying to like get more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. I recently trained my boyfriend on the different types of pads. Um, yeah, I I mean, I knew about periods and stuff. Like, they teach us in, I think, grade three. But they don't teach you very well, I think. Yeah. So I think, yeah, when it happened to me, I was just like, what do I do? And I kept calling my mom. And I was like, hey, I don't know what I'm supposed to do about this. And she was like, okay, go into my drawer. Just put one on and we'll talk when I get home. So she, so I used a liner and I was like, I keep having to change this every like two minutes. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, she came home and she showed me how to put on a pad. But yeah, it didn't like, I think when it happened, when I started bleeding, I was like, okay, I know this is a period, but I don't know what the next step is. Yeah. So maybe like mm, teach them how, like, okay, if it's a girl, I guess, like teach them how to identify what a period is and like how to use products. I think even before it mm -hmm. happens such that like if they do get their period during school or something they're not like holy shit like i don't have anything to do and i think it'd be good to pack them like a little um emergency bag kind of stuff where mm -hmm. it's like tampons pads liners um like lytol maybe um just like things that they could like band-aids just things that they might need mm -hmm. um but like again if it's like a guy that's like your body is changing you're going to start growing hair all of that conversation um I don't know how I'm gonna have that discussion with boys I'll be honest um I'm hoping that I will still have a partner when I have a son mm -hmm. um and I don't know how to tell boys like by the way you're gonna get boners like randomly like it's not a big deal um think about something bad so that you don't embarrass yourself in public but yeah I feel like that'll be I'm not fully equipped and knowledgeable about this area i hope maybe that will change maybe my partner will tell me again it's about having a game plan and united front with your partner yeah i think the whole thing too is like for me anyway i mean how i see it is i don't want like 
the mom to only talk about periods with the daughter. I think it should be both parents talking about it. Like the dad, like it should be okay for the girl to talk openly about periods with her dad. Like I know like I had to hide my period for so long. And like my brothers like made fun of me for having a period. And I had to like hide pads and stuff. And when I talked about pads, they were like, Ugh, gross. Why, do, why are you tell, telling me about this? I don't need to know the different colors. Um, I think you bring up a really good point about the whole like talking like not just talking to girls about periods and not just talking to boys about like what happens with their bodies and stuff I think like also the not just having the same sex parent talk to the kids um but also making sure that they know like the other person like you don't necessarily need to like talk to your daughter with like your partner but it could just be like one of you for example but to like make sure that they know that they can go to either of you Mm -hmm. and like it's still like it should be equally as comfortable going to me as it would be like um the child's like father Mm -hmm. in my example yeah i agree i want the dad to know what kind of pads the daughter needs yeah and i think it's like it like if i were to die like i want them to like i don't want it to be awkward like Mm -hmm. i know it's like uh thing that i see on reddit a lot where it's like it's a single father and like the mom died really young so like the daughter never really had like that kind of talk and stuff and like what to do um as a dad like as a single parent with like a daughter and stuff and like there was like really good um suggestions of like hey like you can talk to her about it but also like you can start like just creating like a stash in like her bathroom where it's like visible and stuff of like the things that she might possibly need Mm -hmm. and then when she like um figures out what she likes and stuff like tell her to like tell you and like just observe i guess okay so kind of like similar on the topic of like puberty what about like sex the sex talk sexuality and dating Ooh, i really hope my kid is like me when it comes to dating (laughs) like in the sense (laughs) nobody no interest nothing (laughs) (laughs) i think like how I saw it at an early age was like, there's no point in dating anything, anyone. Like elementary school, middle school, like you can have crushes and stuff. But to me, it was just like, it makes no sense to date. Like you don't have money. You don't have a car. Like your parents have to know what's happening. And I can't keep telling my parents I'm hanging out with the same person every day because they won't believe it. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I never saw like a purpose to it. But I really wish that if my kid ever was into anyone, when it was like wanting to date someone that they would ask me come to me for advice have that open conversation with me like Lorelai and Rory until Rory turned into a shitty person yeah yeah that's the kind of relationship I would want with my kid too um do you think there's like an age that you would say like you can't date until you're this age no that's a bad thing to say okay cool <laughs> we're on the same page there no I just it's like if you say that then it's like it's almost like a magical number to them mm-hmm. and it's like I want them to see it as um I don't know it's not like a bad thing I just don't want them to like oh, it's tricky because like I keep thinking of that working moms thing and their daughter Alice and how she was very like kind of provocative at a very young age mm-hmm. like very sexual very early on and it's like it's not a bad thing but it's like it's definitely like an awkward conversation yeah I guess it's like kind of like uh I don't know do you want them to come to you before they like think about wanting to have sex I definitely want them to come to me because if it's a girl let's talk about birth control let's get them on the pill yeah okay yeah no that's that's fair yeah I think so um I okay even if there's a boy I think you should be like okay like you're this is (laughs) measure your penis and then we'll figure out the condom (laughs) I mean, like, you could do, like, the thing where it's, like, uh, you can subtly, like, do it where it's just, like, I, like, just put, like, condoms in their bathroom. Yeah. But and I also, like, like, would you be okay with your kid bringing over their sexual partner, like, 16 not, years old? Not when I'm home. Like, I think it's, like, if they're going to have sex in my house, I cannot be home. Um, please do not have sex in my house while I'm home. Um, and that I can hear you, I'd, like, uh, at 16. So I think it's, like, if I'm not home, whatever. If I'm, like, I'd rather you do it, at, like, at home than it, somewhere else that could be dangerous. 
Um, but when I'm home and if I can hear you, that is a big no-no. Please do not do that. Um, but other than that, like... If you're 16, no. But if you're 17, game on. <laughs> I think... I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I just don't want to hear anything. Like, that yeah. is my thing. It's like, as long as I don't hear it, um, out of sight, out of mind, I don't care. Um, I think, yeah, I do want my kid to tell me if they're about to have sex so I can, t- like, be like, do you want, like... Do you know about safe sex? Like, do you want to get on birth control? Do you need condoms? Like, what is kind of like, what is the, also like, what is the mentality? It's like, why, like, why do you want to have sex at this point? I guess it's like, is it because like the person's pressuring you to have sex or you feel like you have to be due to societal pressures or do you actually like, do you actually want to? Yeah, I think that'd be, again, an awkward conversation to have, um, but I think it's a good conversation. Ooh, also consent. Yes. That's a huge one. Mm-hmm. Um, do you wish you had these conversations with your parents? Nope. <laughs> I mean, like, if my parents were different people and I was raised differently, then yes. Like, if I was put into a different family or if I was given, like, parents who were very open and honest about this stuff and I could, like, very easily communicate with them, then yes. But because, like, if I were to go back with the exact same parents with the exact same mentality, then no. Yeah. I don't think my mom wants to have this conversation with me. I'll be honest. I'm trying to imagine it. And it's like, yeah, I think it is going to be awkward because I don't know what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like, I don't think it's awkward talking about it to my child. I mean, yeah. like it came out of me, I guess. It's like, it is yeah. part me. So it's like, why is there any like awkwardness? I'm going to tell them the stork delivered them until they're ready to have sex. And I'll be like, let me tell you how you were born. I think... I would start like there was like a person on reddit i think she was like a sex therapist or something or like i don't know she basically like teaches about sex and she was saying that like i don't tell my children like this like about like make believe make believe like things about like the stork or anything like i tell them about like starting from even like a really young age i would tell them about like reproductive parts if they ask like if they ask where children came from like depending on their age level i would like depending on their age level, I will adjust like what I say accordingly, mm-hmm. but I don't lie to them. So like, I'll tell them like, this is a penis. Um, and then like, I'll tell them like how kids, like where kids can come from. But like, depending on their age, I'll adjust how I say it. Like maybe I'll say something like, oh, like it, like if it needs like a male and a female versus when they're older, like she might go into like a little bit more detail about it, but just so like kids don't come out with like a misconception of things. And people were like roasting her for it. Damn, I think that's a really good. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a really good parenting approach, though. Like, don't lie. I think is the really like strong fundamental there. Yeah, because it's like kids can kids will eventually be able to tell. Mm -hmm. Does that go for like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and Tooth Fairy and all that stuff? Um, I am not going to tell my kid that. Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, or the Tooth Fairy exists, I will just give them presents and cash and eggs. Like, I want, like, I, it's like, there's really, I don't like, I don't understand the point. Like, that, I, (laughs) I'm just not a very big holiday person. So, like, I don't, I'm, I don't frown against people who do do it, but like, I'm not going to lie to my kid about it. Yeah, I think that's a very typical, like, Asian approach that I kind of like. I mean, only because, like, I worked hard for my money and stuff. Why would I want, like, a fictional character taking the credit? Like, no. Exactly. Uh, Santa, this old white man didn't give you the presents. Your mom did. Your hardworking mom. Yeah. <laughs> give the credit where it's due. I remember I found out about Santa Claus at, like, a very young age. And, like, I found out that he wasn't real. Um and and then i stopped getting presents from santa and then i stopped Aww. getting presents in, like at all for, during christmas what? so i was like oh. mistakes were made <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's tricky though cuz in school they make you write letters to santa claus about what you want i want my kid to be like can i write letters to my mom and my dad instead oh that's so cute yeah oh, i would frame every letter that my kid wrote Okay, well, you say that now, but you want two kids, and I feel like after the first one, it's gonna I be will frame everything. 
one room will be just framed ugly things that they gave me. Oh my god. <laughs> Behold my stuff. <laughs> um um what if you're like how would you approach like sexuality? Like how would you approach your kid maybe not being straight or um not being uh or feel like they're not in the right body for their gender or something like that? Ooh, that'd be kind of tricky. Mm-hmm. mostly because like we're both cis and heteronormative so uh it's it'll be like a not a tricky but i think it'll be like unknown territory for us and i think i don't know so like my inter my instinct is to wait until my kid brings up that they have a crush or something then i'll be like yeah totally okay and then i can say like you can crush on anyone or i think it'll be maybe like playing into their consciousness like subtly like getting like children's books that have like you know like same-sex couples or like that kind of thing so that they're kind of like raised knowing that this is the kind of lifestyle other people have so that i don't really have to explain it but like books kind of do knowledge is power knowledge is fun yeah and i think oh my god i think that is an absolutely great idea i think exposing them to those types of relationships at like a very young age is like in children's books and then them growing up thinking that it's completely normal to like the same gender or to like like a different gender or like whatnot i think is very very powerful because like once you normalize it i think it becomes like even if other like if their friends are like oh gay people ew kind of stuff i think it's like it it's going to be harder to change what is already engraved in them. And then if they do start, like, if they do like someone who, like, if they do turn out to be gay or bisexual or agender and all that stuff, it's just, like, they'll know what it is. Like, I know, like, I've read a lot of things where it's, like, gay children have, like, a crush on someone of, like, the same gender, but then they're, like, this is weird. Like, this is probably not a crush. And they're, like, is there something wrong with me? And, like a lot of those things that lead to like anxiety and depression so it's like normalizing it i think is very excellent also go all the writers out there that are writing children's books for like non-heteronormative relationships yeah even like um introducing like um bipoc characters or like um not straight characters in like popular cartoons is like very huge movement and i think i know there's like a lot of protest against it but it's like it's for the best you know it's to match like what's currently going on i saw that they introduced like the first asian muppet recently oh cool yeah very cool i never liked muppets but cool yeah um i love reading children's books me too i loved reading as a kid oh wow i'm glad the asian american muppet does not look stereotypically Asian. Do you know what I mean? Thank God. I don't know what it looks like, but thank God. It it's cute. I was imagining like some slanted eyes, but you know. I just because of how we grow up, mm-hmm. grew up, I just expect the worst. Yeah, I, I just like I hope that like me and my future partner are very selective about where we raise our kid to. Not that like our city is bad or anything, but I think me and you, like we went through pretty big challenges and like obstacles i think growing up with like predominantly white people and i think like you know growing up with some diversity that would have been like really cool and i think being um a half asian kid i think is sometimes even harder than just being mm-hmm. an asian kid especially yeah. if you look kind of asian but you also look kind of white it's one of those like you don't fit in with the white kids but the asian kids don't accept you either so it's like you're kind of like all by your lonesome Heck. Um, Bynick, I'm gonna go find a Vietnamese guy so that we can have full Vietnamese kids so they don't have to go through this. I mean, you could just find another, like, Asian man. Like, you don't have to... <laughs> Make you into throubles. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's his kids that I want. <laughs> we can't have kids. <laughs> what would be your toxic trait as a parent, other than the ones that you've already listed? I think other than like being overbearing and like a micromanager and helicopter parent, I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Literally like such big things, but it's like, ah, oh, like other than those, I'm fine. I'm yeah, great. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, yeah, that's about it. How about you? Yeah. I th uh, it's one of those, like... Like, this kind of feeds into the whole, like, what is your toxic trait as an in-law? Um, it's the whole, like, I feel like I'm going to be picky about who they bring home, too. Like, I'm definitely going to express, like... Not maybe, like, not outwardly my opinions of, like, their partners. But I'm going to, like... I'm going to think about it. Like, I'm not going to, like... They have to be good people, I think. Yeah. And it's like, if they bring home someone that's like not good people, then it's like, I will vocalize this. But if they like, hard, because it's like, they have to live up to my standard. But I'm like, yeah. I don't know what my standard is for my kid. It's, it's tricky because like, my mom is like a huge manners person and I'm the mm -hmm. exact same way too. And my mom and I are both huge shit talkers. So this just like, it's just very hard for anyone to come into our family, basically. Um, so I think like, yeah, I think like my toxic trait would definitely be like picking up their manners and probably shit talking. But it's like, it's like very basic manners, I think. Like just saying, hello, your polite thank yous, like making polite conversation, offering to do things, bringing a present every once in a while. Not bad. Um, yeah, I feel like. I want to say it wouldn't be that difficult, but I don't know. I might be one of those people who are like, my kid is perfect. No one is good enough for my kid. I'm going to marry my kid. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, Yolanda Hadid. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope I'm not that kind of person, but you never know, right? I don't think I'll be that type of person. I think I need someone who, like, I hope they bring someone who vibes with the family. Like, if we're a whole family of extroverts and they bring home, like, an introvert that barely talks, like, that's that's not our vibe. And Ooh. I think they would struggle to fit in with the family that way. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Well, would you say that Nick is introverted or extroverted? I'd say he's mildly extroverted. Yeah, okay. Like I wouldn't, I could put him on the cusp, but I wouldn't say he's like introverted. Yeah. I would also put him on the cusp. But he describes himself as introverted. So I'm like, mm, if we, if our child brought home an introverted person, wouldn't necessarily be bad. I, I don't think it's like, it's one of those, like, you're introverted, but you're also, like... Because some people can force extroversion, even though that they're, like, introverted mm -hmm. just for, like, yeah. social settings and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like, even though they can enjoy time by themselves, it doesn't necessarily mean they just can't make, carry, like, can't make or carry conversation. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping I can just trust my kid and know that they'll date, like, a nice person. I think mm -hmm. it just goes back to the whole dating topic, like, who... And the whole friends thing, like, who's a good friend? Who's a good partner? Mm -hmm. kind of thing and then i'll i trust them and if that person's shitty then you gotta do what you gotta do put up with a shitty partner like depends on like how shitty like if it's like really shitty then it's like i'm gonna go talk to my kid about it. it's like why what do you see in this person <laughs> and then if they're like just mildly shitty and like a very like i think everyone's like shitty like there's always like some yeah shittiness for every single person so it's like really depends yeah so you would talk to your kid if they had, like, a shitty boyfriend or girlfriend? Yeah, I'd just be like, so, like, what do you see in this person? <laughs> yeah, I would. I'd agree with that. I'm, uh, do you think Jordan would? Like, what? He'd be, like, he'd be on your side. He'd be like, yeah, what do you see in this person? I think it had to be, like, a united front. Like, I'd first talk about it with Jordan, and then yeah. I'd, like, talk about it. Like, if it is, like, an issue, like, I'd, mm -hmm. like, just bring it up to my kid, at least, and just be like, have you kind of like noticed this behavior? Yeah. But <laughs> do they I also, do this? yeah, but I also hope that I can like, I hope that me and my partner, like if we do have kids in the future, that our relationship models like a very strong, like nuclear relationship mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily fall into traditional like gender roles either. Um, such that like they grow up with that as like their baseline for what a good relationship is. Yeah. So then they'll try to find that. Like, so like, no mommy issues, no daddy issues. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that's good. I agree. Yeah. The one super nuclear family that, like, I can think of, like, Jordan's um, aunt and uncle, like, both their kids are in, like, very strong long-term relationships. Aww. One just got married. One's getting married next year. Very strong careers. Both of them, like, make quite a bit of money. Like, one has their, like, own place downtown. Um, yeah. that they're selling and moving to like uh it's closer to their parents and everything and it's just like their whole like it's just all around great Aww. and i just like hope that's 
if I do have kids, that's what my life is like. Nice. This conversation almost makes me want to have kids. Almost. <laughs> it makes me want to have a nuclear family. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It makes yeah. me want to have like the very traditional type of like just stable, well-rounded family. Mm-hmm. Something we never got. It was robbed from yeah. us. So that's why we yeah. have to have this. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Daddy issues? No. Mommy issues? No. We have family issues. Exactly. Our kid will just have the normal cocaine problems. <laughs> You're not going to be that rich. <laughs> Goals. Cool. Still have you as an in law. I, I don't know, like two overbearing like mother-in-laws. Can you imagine the wedding? They would definitely elope. I would tell them to elope. Yeah, I would tell them to elope too. Like, yeah. there's no way. <laughs> this is there's too much. Yeah, I mean, we could have a great ceremony. Look, listen. You... If you're if you're willing to pay half and I pay half, great. It'll be a great party for all of us. But. I mean, not, I don't like the not ceremony. ceremony part. Sorry, I forget reception. Party. That's what I meant. Reception. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why would you want a ceremony no, no, and not no. have my a bad, party? My bad. My bad. <laughs> cool. Um, thanks for joining us this week on this episode of Us as Parents. Ugh. It's so <laughs> close yet so far. Like I don't know. Like <sighs> time's passing by so fast, and I can't. I don't, like I'll never see you when you become a parent, and I think that's kind of sad. What? What do you mean you'll never see me? <laughs> I feel like you're just going to be so involved with your kid. And then you're going to just be like, look at pictures of my kid. I'm like, haha, what an ugly baby. <laughs> I did that with my nephews already for the longest time. I know. And I was like, yeah, okay. I see <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, they're cute. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm not saying they're not cute. I'm just saying that, like, I get it. I'm gonna... like, after a while. It's it's fine. Like it's been enough time that I know what they look like now. That will totally be me. Um yeah, my Instagram will be so gross. Just you wait. Now oh, you're gonna post your kid online? No, probably not, I'll be honest. Okay. I'm already yeah. doing like a subtle um what is what's it called? You know where you like subtly like introduce your boyfriend to Instagram? Like he's on Instagram. Soft boyfriend launch, but to your Instagram oh okay the soft boyfriend launch where you post them to your stories or you post the back of their head or like just their hand or their feet (laughs) so mysterious mysterious. how do you feel about those people who are like um posting tiktoks where it's like things i want for christmas and it's like espresso maker picture of baby um apple airpods picture of baby and it's like it's just that like and it goes on like funny i actually me and nick were watching one of those like it was just on my for you page mm-hmm. and it came up and it was just like things i want for christmas flowers and then a ring and then something with a ring and i was like oh i want this like flowers but i was like oh like hold the ring please do not give me a ring like anytime soon and also had a baby too um i think those are kind of gross okay not gross but it's like you know like have that discussion i think they're just posting it as a joke i hope so yeah but don't don't propose to me on christmas day oh yeah i have you know oh we should have done like a proposal episode like a next planning our wedding (laughs) next time yeah because it's like i have so many specifications for like how i want to be proposed to i think i've talked about this i thought you wanted to be surprised yeah but, like, oh. I have a lot of specifications on how oh, I want to be Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, being surprised is one of them. But, like, I can't, like, it, you know what? That's a teaser for our next episode. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Originally, it was going to be a two-part series, but we're going to extend this out. Um, yeah. Maybe for Jordan and Nick to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, ex- maybe not extend it to, like, a three-part. Maybe we'll just do a wedding series. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. plan our dream plan from proposal to wedding (laughs) (laughs) this is how the rest of our life is going to look by the way jordan (laughs) ah i wish that was the case younger me would be so happy if you stray from our plan jordan i have the right to sue you (laughs) (laughs) this is it's all in this video contract (laughs) (laughs) by watching this you have legally binded yourself (laughs) 
<laughs> well, that's fine. He never watches any of the episodes anymore. God damn. <laughs> cool. Go like us and follow us on social media. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Go like us and follow us on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And join us next Thursday for another episode of Apologetically Me. Bye. Bye.